Entrepreneur on Fire 465. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Tired of the runaround from companies who send you to four different places before you get what you want? LegalZoom will take care of you from start to finish. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Audiobooks.com has over 40,000 titles and you can preview as many of them as you'd like for free. Head over there today and get your first book for free as well at audiobooks.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Gary Swartz. Gary, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) All right. Gary is the CEO of Odesk, the largest online workplace where more than $1 billion of work has been done. From his unique position of witnessing disruption and the way the world works, Gary shares wisdom on today's best hiring and management strategies. Given our listeners just a little overview, Gary, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure. So uh, my name is Gary Sport. I'm the CEO of Odesk. Uh, I've been the CEO of Odesk for the last seven years, and uh, I think that's a, a long time in startup years, but uh, marketplace businesses take a long time to build. Right. And that's essentially what we are. We're a marketplace. We enable companies to hire, manage, and pay talent from around the world. And if you think about it in the context of e-commerce, right? E-commerce is about finding the right good, getting delivery of the good, and paying for the good via the web as opposed to on-site. Well, think of Odesk as the way to find the right worker, get delivery of the work, and pay for the work via the internet as opposed to on-site. Well, Gary, let me tell you something. I've been using Odesk for probably almost as long as you've been the CEO. So I was definitely an early adopter of everything that Odesk offers and how you guys offer. And I've loved seeing the transition you guys have gone through and just maturing as a company. It's been really powerful. But before we dive into all that, let's get a little personal background about Gary. What's your life? Well, I, um, I live in the town of Atherton, California. I actually have four kids, which uh, still surprises me. <laughs> And uh, prior to Odesk, I had another um, startup that I helped found called IntelliBank. And IntelliBank, we'll talk a little bit about it, I'm sure, but I like to call it my character building experience. Uh, We were essentially Dropbox done wrong uh, seven (laughs) years ago. And then prior to that, I was at a small company uh, by the name of IBM. And uh, I spent a couple years at IBM via the acquisition of Rational Software. Uh, I spend most of my time at work, uh, a little bit of family, a little bit of exercise, and uh, that keeps me balanced. <laughs> All right. Well, Gary, again, you're our spotlighted guest today, so we really are going to dive into that journey with that tiny company called IBM that you spent some time with. And I love how you put the Dropbox gone wrong. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Well, geez, I, and I can only have one because, you know, one of my favorites is uh, I'd rather be lucky than good, and uh, it's worked for me so far. But um, with, with that said, I think a lot of what we do as entrepreneurs has to do with the, the people. And something I talk about uh, a lot is, you know, getting the right team in place and making sure they have the clarity to move forward. And a quote that um, uh, my grandfather taught me was, you can teach a chicken to climb a tree, 
but you're better off getting a squirrel in the first place. <laughs> essentially, what he's saying is, you know, you can't coach height. You might as well hire people who have the skills that you're looking for or the, the personal characteristics that you're looking for rather than try and teach uh, integrity, uh, trust, smart, height, etc. So break it down to the ground level, Gary, because that's a great quote. It's a great mantra. How have you applied that at some point in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, you know, again, it's about the people. And what I've recognized is that, you know, as a company evolves uh, through the evolution, and if you just break it down into sort of like three key uh, steps, you know, maybe it's the, the dirt road or the jungle, the dirt road, and then the highway. And I think what, um, what, what you have to recognize as an entrepreneur and as a CEO and a leader is that you need different people depending on where you are and what your situational context is. So when you're in the jungle, you need machetes and people who have maybe a machete in each hand and they're scrappy and they can cut through vines. But as soon as you emerge and now you're on the dirt road, those machetes, they may get in the way. They may actually even cut people if you're trying to drive a Jeep. And so <laughs> I think it's recognizing what talent you need at the right time and not being afraid to make tough decisions about, uh, about the talent that you need in order to scale your business. Well, Gary, speaking of tough decisions, let's turn the spotlight on to your entrepreneurial journey. And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we're all about the story. We know that you've had incredible successes, great aha moments, both of which we will be talking about. But our first real topic is always failure here. So tell us a story about a time that you failed. Really take us down to the ground level, Gary. Make us be there with you and share with us the lessons you learned. Sure. Well, you know, maybe um, uh, just from a higher level, you know, you mentioned the word entrepreneur, and I think I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I, um, you know, I was the kid that was buying a bag of, I think they're called root beer barrels on the way to school. <laughs> and, you, know, you could buy a bag for 79 cents and you could sell them for a nickel piece at school. And I was making, you know, lunch money selling root beer barrels as a kid. And so <laughs> I think I've always had this element of, uh, you know, looking for, uh, for some way to, to, to create a business between supply and demand. And, uh, you know, I was at IBM and uh, our company, Rational Software, had been acquired. And I really enjoyed IBM for about six months of my, of my two-year journey there. Uh, and then things started getting a little bit tougher. And when I started realizing what it was that I wanted out of life and career, um, I, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish those things at IBM. And those things were impact, growth and development, financial reward, and balance. And so I decided to leave Big Blue and, and um, you know, join a, a very, very a young startup company called Intellibank. And, you know, Intellibank, we, we had a, a brilliant product. We had a fantastic CTO and VP of engineering, a really smart CEO. And we were onto this product that, you know, we thought everybody needed and everybody would want to have. But the problem was we couldn't really convince everybody that they wanted to have it. And so I think this valuable lesson was one of what I would call product market fit. You know, it's that we had this, um, we had this brilliant product that we ourselves wanted to use that we couldn't convince others to use. And what we realized was that we were trying to sell, you know, a size 10 shoe uh, with somebody with a size 12 foot. You know, we just, we, we were trying to sort of feature dump this product into existence. And this um, lack of product market fit led to a, led to a lack of uh, execution on the, on the acquiring customers, which, of course, led to our demise. 
and what we realized later is that we were uh, we were trying to sell the wrong thing to the wrong market. And so I think they call that innovator's dilemma. You know, we had something, we just didn't quite nail where the product was needed and uh, and who who wanted it. So I find the phrase Dropbox gone bad or gone wrong a really fascinating phrase. So I kind of would like you to expound just maybe really quickly on that as far as what did you guys do wrong and what did Dropbox do right? Well, we had a product that was essentially, you know, check this out. It's a brilliant idea. We were going to enable people to share documents in the cloud. Whoa. A little web dev interface on your desktop where you could drag and drop a document and I could share it with you and you could share it with Amy and she could share it back with somebody else. And uh, doesn't that sound novel? It's <laughs> really what Dropbox does. And we had um, a nice technology, but what happened was we we thought that enterprises would want this, that they would want it instead of SharePoint. And so we started talking to big companies and they, of course, you know, imagine seven plus years ago, you know, they had uh, concerns about security and IP and provisioning and, uh, yeah, security down to the object layer and check-in and check-out and version control and, you know, all of these terms that, um, you know, just sound heavyweight. And as we added all of this functionality, we got further and further away from what users actually wanted. So what I think we did wrong was we went after the wrong market and made our product way too complex and what Dropbox did was they basically had a very, very simple product. It didn't have any of the stuff I just mentioned outside of sharing documents via the, via the web. Uh, they didn't have security to the object layer. They didn't have provisioning. They didn't have check-in and check-out or version control or workflow or any of these enterprise-class features. But that was okay because people had this need to share documents with other people that were too big to send via email and et cetera. Now they can get around to adding this incremental functionality as they move into enterprises. So they went after a different market called consumer, which was far more um, uh, viral, right? In order for the product to work, you have to share it with someone else. So it's got built-in network effects, right? It, uh, every user that shares a document, in fact, shares the product, who then in turn shares the product. And by focusing on a very, very narrow use case, enable people to share documents with people, uh, they went after the right market with a much lighter weight product, a much simpler uh, messaging campaign, and essentially no marketing spend. I don't think they've spent a dollar on uh, marketing. Um, and uh, they have tens, if not hundreds of millions of users based on the inherent virality of the product. And we just, quite frankly, we fundamentally missed that and went after the wrong market. Inherent virality. That phrase is so true, Gary, because I can remember the day that I first heard about Dropbox. It made immediate sense to me. I didn't really care about the protection or the security of it because I was just sending a couple pictures, you know, what, what have you. That was no problem. And I can so clearly remember telling my brother-in-law about it, sending him this massive like video that I had just taken and him being like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And then a week later, I get an email from my mother saying, John, have you heard about Dropbox? This thing is awesome. I'm sending things to my sister and my cousins. And I'm like, wow, they've nailed it. If my mother is like telling people to get on Dropbox right now, this thing is going viral. And that was years ago. And it really just slams your point home. And Gary, what I would love for you to do is boil this down because you come from a wealth of experience. So really, what would you like Fire Nation listeners to walk away from if we could just have one takeaway from that entire experience of failure and struggle that you went through? Well, I think it's product market fit. 
right? It's it's knowing what the the um, the the pain is of the customer and just solving that one thing. So it's not only product market fit; it's the focus, right? Focus on the narrowest of use cases. That's still a massive market, and. What we did was we at IntelliBank, we didn't focus on a narrow use case. We focused on a very, very broad use case. And as a result, we were trying to be all things to all people, which makes it a lot harder to sell and to message and adopt, et cetera, et cetera. So it's this uh, product market fit and focus, I think, are the key, regardless of what it is you're doing. I think this lesson applies to all products right, and services. Make it as narrow as possible to get traction and to the extent that can still be a massive market, uh, uh, great job. Love that, Gary. And let's take this moment to go to the other end of the spectrum because you share with us a challenge and an obstacle that you face in your journey. Now let's talk about an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point. Tell us that story. Share with Fire Nation that light bulb that went off. And more specifically, what steps did you take once that light bulb went off to turn it into success? I think, you know, coming off the IntelliBank experience, and again, my character building experience, I like to, yes. you know, but what's great about that is that I don't, it, it wasn't really a failure because I wouldn't have been in position to do Odesk, to be the CEO of Odesk, had I not had the experience and the wisdom gained from IntelliBank. A VC to me said to me once, he was investing in a friend of mine's company and this friend had just taken his company, a, a prior company, they were not successful. Um, uh, they had burned through $18 million of VC funding. And when I said to the investor, hey, you're going to invest in this guy's company, despite the fact that he lost $18 million of your money. And the VC looked at me and said, I have $18 million in his education. Of course, I'm going to fund him again. So <laughs> I think it's the, you know, it's the wisdom gain that sets us up for the next, uh, for the next opportunity. So I came into Odesk with a, a much sharper perspective on focus and on um, – and on execution and, and, you know, really this product market fit. And the aha moment at Odesk, in the early days, we were super high touch. Um, and again, we're a marketplace. We're matching companies with talent and talent with companies. And we would speak to every company and speak to every, uh, in the early days, developer on our network to make sure that we were producing good matches. And we realized very, very quickly that that was a really great business, but it wasn't scalable. And the aha moment was that we had to turn this into a marketplace, very similar to eBay. And could you imagine eBay if eBay had to take possession of every Rolex watch to validate that it was really a Rolex watch? They would need a lot of warehouse space and infrastructure and jewelers and appraisers and insurance, et cetera, in order to take to be in the middle of that. And we realized very quickly on that we weren't going to be able to do that. To create a scalable business, we had to move to no touch. And it was a real aha moment um, for us because we kind of opened the floodgates and said, look, we're going to need chickens and eggs. Let's get as many chickens as chickens as we can so we can go get more eggs. And as soon as we get more eggs, we can get more chickens. And our strategy really hasn't changed. Our, our strategy is, you know, more companies, more customers who need workers will bring more workers and more workers who do a fantastic job for our clients will bring more clients. And it was that aha moment that enabled us to open the floodgates and really scale our business pretty dramatically since um, since the early days of 2006. Absolutely astounding aha moment. I mean, I see the light bulb that went off and how you guys implemented that. 
was pure flawlessness. And if you could just, again, boil it down for us, Gary, like really take it down into one takeaway that our listeners, these entrepreneurs, these entrepreneurs, these small business owners could implement into their lives, what would that one takeaway be? I think it's, um, it's, again, it goes back to recognizing what it is that your clients want and actually giving it to them. And so it's, it's that client centricity um, that really enabled us. You know, our clients were asking for it. They were saying, hey, could, could you just remove the friction? And, you know, it's sort of like the time to value. I think a lot of the brilliant sites out there don't ask for your firstborn. What they do is they, they give you value very, very quickly. And then they figure out how they can make money on that. And I think that that's the, um, you know, that's really the aha moment. It's to be client centric and get customers excited about your product with as little friction as possible. Gary, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? You know, I would have to say really what, uh, what we've accomplished here at Odesk, you know, we entered the market, um, that had some competitors in the early days, but ODES became uh, the largest by an order of magnitude uh, player in the space. We, um, you know, we surpassed uh, the number two uh, market player in 2009, and we kind of never looked back. And I think that that, um, you know, to, to come from as, as a new entrant in a market and, and be the leader in the space uh, is something that I'm, I'm really proud of the efforts of our team for accomplishing that. I would also say just the team that we've built at ODESK you know, uh, my job gets easier as time goes on because of the uh, capability of a phenomenal team. And what I've learned as an entrepreneur is that you have to surround yourself with people who have skills that you don't have and recognizing not to be afraid of people who are quite definitely smarter and more capable than you, <laughs> but really embrace it. And I think that that was a valuable learning lesson and a proud moment uh, for me to be able to attract such a uh, high caliber team here at Odesk. So Gary, these are great insights. And the audience that you're talking to right now, Fire Nation, is a massive audience of entrepreneurs, of small business owners, really spread throughout the world. Because Entrepreneur on Fire is downloaded in over 145 countries. And one thing that I always hear from my audience are the struggles with the ups and the downs and the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, that roller coaster that we're all on. And you are so tapped into the entrepreneurial pulse because you deal with them every single day with Odesk. I mean, it's the lifeblood. Can you speak to my listeners? Can you speak to Fire Nation today about what your philosophy is about the entrepreneurial journey? You know, I think we all take this journey for, um, for, for a reason. And, you know, it goes back to why I left IBM. You know, I left IBM a very secure and safe environment. One where, quite frankly, I could have retired and done very, very well. But it wasn't really going to afford me the opportunity for impact that I wanted. I wanted to make more of an impact. And at IBM, you can't steer the ship. You can barely get to the bridge of the ship for a visit with the captain. So <laughs> for me, I, you know, I wanted more impact. I wanted more growth and development. Right? Both personally and professionally, I wanted to grow and develop more. And while I had tremendous opportunity there, the growth curve wasn't steep enough. The third thing was financial reward. And while you get paid very, very well at some uh, large companies, I, there wasn't the opportunity for really game-changing wealth, right? Or to be in control of that destiny. And then the fourth thing is balance. And quite frankly, at IBM, I had too much balance. 
I, uh, you know, I like to say I had two metrics while I was there, nine and five. <laughs> People didn't care about anything else. And I, I wanted more growth at the expense of balance. So those were the reasons I left. And to your point, John, about the sort of riding the roller coaster, yeah. I, I use that same analogy all the time. And I, what I tell entrepreneurs is don't ride that roller coaster. You're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. You're going to have the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. And what happens as an entrepreneur, your team sees you riding that roller coaster and your reaction, whether you know it or not, your people can read that reaction and it's going to be magnified. So when you're low, they're going to panic. And when you're high, they're going to celebrate. So you're going to drag everybody on that roller coaster ride with you. And it can be really hard to stay the course when people are riding your highs and your lows. So I like to say uh, to entrepreneurs, try and stay as even keeled as possible recognize that you're going to have days where it seems like the wheels are coming off the cart, the business is going under, that's it, we're done, and the next day you get a big order and everybody's happy again. <laughs> you can't drag your people with you. It's just not fair. So try and stay even keeled. With that, with that said, I'm not saying be, um, you know, be transparent. Don't, don't hide critical information. If you're going out of business tomorrow and the, the cart, the tea leaves are on the table, uh, you you, you want to be uh, open and honest with your people, but you don't want to have uh, unnecessary rides on the roller coaster. So Gary, Odesk has an incredible amount of exciting things going on right now. If you could just pull out one thing that's really exciting you as the CEO of Odesk, what would that be? You know, we have over almost 5 million freelancers on our platform. We have more than 900,000 businesses, more than 900,000 customers have, uh, have signed up on Odesk. And we've passed a billion dollars in work on the platform. And to, again, I'm just so proud of, uh, of the, the results there. But we're, I would say we're not even scratching the surface of what's possible. You know, we have a lot of small to medium businesses and entrepreneurs that are using this. But now some very large leading global enterprises are tapping into Odesk. We've expanded categories. In 2007, four categories accounted for 90% of the work. And today it's more like 35 categories and growing uh, very rapidly. So we're getting pulled into more work categories. We're also getting pulled more globally. We're in 160 countries despite our efforts. We've done very little um, to expand globally, but we're getting pulled globally. And I am really excited about sort of those three expansion areas, larger clients, more categories, and more global. And, um, and I don't even think we're out of – uh, the market that we're serving today. So I'm just really excited about the expansion possibilities for our business. Can you share with Fire Nation the four categories that used to make up the vast majority and then one category that you're specifically excited about that's starting to take a bigger piece of that pie? Yeah, in the early days of Odesk, it was mostly technical work. So it was things that can be done in front of a computer, uh, you know, think uh, software development, web development, uh, design, quality assurance, and that's because that's where the innovators and the early adopters were. It's kind of like eBay started with Beanie Babies and Pez dispensers and then moved into Rolexes and cars as people got more comfortable uh, transacting online. And we're seeing very similar things happen on Odesk. We started with technical work, and today we're getting pulled into you know, marketing, managerial, I, I mean, really um, bizarre things like you know legal and finance and uh, theoretical physicists on Odesk and bioinformatics <laughs> experts. So we're really getting pulled into this long tail of work. 
And believe it or not, we have supply for these categories. So really, it's any work that can be done in front of a computer. And what's so exciting is that customers and companies are saying, look, we have this huge problem. We're trying to get more work done, and we just can't find the resources locally. And they're turning online to, to find them. And that, that is just incredibly exciting because the supply does you no good without the demand. That is incredibly exciting, Gary. So we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Did you just hear that? I could have sworn someone said something about a free audiobook. All right. I almost forgot to tell you that audiobooks.com is offering Fire Nation your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. Don't worry, no strings attached. With audiobooks.com, you can listen instantly anywhere from your Apple or Android device or straight from your PC or tablet with a great online library of over 40,000 titles, including several of the best business book recommendations you've heard right here from top entrepreneurs. You're sure to find those titles you've been meaning to read for years. Audiobooks.com also offers great membership benefits like one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. You can even preview as many books as you want for free to ensure you're only getting the ones that you enjoy listening to. Get your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. If you never start, it sort of makes it difficult to get anywhere. Goals, achievements, you can throw those out the window. That's why I'm such a big fan of the just start mentality. Sure, it's scary, and it's definitely unknown, but that's part of the fun. Believe me, you definitely have plenty of support in the entrepreneurial community, especially from companies like LegalZoom. LegalZoom is here to help you get started, offering award-winning services at an affordable price. LegalZoom services have been developed by some of the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gets personalized attention from start to finish. I do want to add a quick disclaimer. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. FIRE Nation, I urge you to protect what's yours and just start today. Visit LegalZoom.com and use the code FIRE at checkout. So this is a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning rounds, because this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, fire it up. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, geez. I, you know, I would say just the, the risk. It's sort of the fear of the unknown. And back to the reason I left IBM, you know, the impact, the growth and development, the financial reward and the balance. I think for me, it was recognizing what was important to me and realizing that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish that at Big Blue. What is the best advice you've ever received? Somebody said to me once, if you don't have it in your head, you have to have it in your feet. Meaning if you don't, uh, if you're not... As good as thinking things through, you're going to have to run twice as fast. <laughs> and uh, I th I've always considered myself a runner. But the best advice I actually got was the guy, when I gave him that uh, piece of advice, he turned around to me and said, you know, I suppose the opposite is also true, meaning that it is better to prioritize and think about doing the right thing so you don't have to run twice as fast. Gary, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? 
Gee, I have some that detract, but you didn't ask me that. So no. that's, 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 I think that I'm a pretty, um, what I would say, disciplined and hardworking person. And what I do, I think, uh, fairly well is compartmentalize. I manage to get a workout every day. I uh, usually before work, I'll swim. Uh, and then I, I'm a weekend warrior on the bike or the hike or I like to surf. And so I really try and maintain what I call balance in my life exercise, family, but when I'm at work, I'm all in. I am all in, and I think it's that compartmentalization, which, um, which you know, I think is inspirational for the team, and it keeps you from riding the roller coaster again, right? If you, uh, if you have an outlet, uh, instead of getting aggravated at your team or at the situation, if you're gonna go jump in the pool and swim for an hour, that's a great way to get some frustration out and get healthy in the meantime. Heck yeah. <laughs> Gary, do you have an internet resource like an Odesk that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, you know, besides Odesk, www.odesk.com is my personal favorite. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about Dropbox earlier. I'm an extensive user of Evernote. And, you know, you and I are chatting right now via Skype. And we use Skype extensively for communicating and collaborating with our workers around the world. And we're just a huge fan of any kind of um, communication and collaboration uh, tools like Skype, which, by the way, may I point out, is free. And so I'm just thrilled with the technological advances and the fact that we have more than one example here is a testament to that. Absolutely. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that Gary and I are chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Gary Swartz. Gary, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Ah. Uh. Gosh, again, too many choices, including the dozen on my nightstand <laughs> in my uh, Kindle that are that are a third of the way through. But, you know, I'm a big fan of the Jobs book. I think reading the Jobs book was really inspirational for me, you know, and not because I want to be like Steve, but just to recognize that there's different types of leaders, there's different styles, and more importantly, that people respond to you know, recognizing that people um, uh, need to be led regardless of, uh, of what you think, they have motivations and personal characteristics and reasons for being in the job as well. And I was just really inspired by the, uh, by the jobs book. Absolutely. And Gary, Fire Nation loves audio and they know that if they haven't already, they can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Gary, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Email my friends and say, oh, my God, you won't believe where I am. No, I think what I would do is, well, the first thing I would do is create a really cool uh, iPhone app so you could share photos with friends. <laughs> you could put shipping <laughs> on it and sell it to, to Facebook for a billion dollars. Brilliant. You know, um, you know I, uh, I, I, so many questions come to mind. You know, I would hope that the, this new world, in addition to my food and shelter, being taken care of, that everybody's food and shelter were taken care of. And so, and, and that that new world was in a better shape than ours. But what I would probably do is look for some way to impact that new world. And, you know, that's really been the most motivational and exciting thing about Odesk. It's the fact that while we're doing something um, 
good for our employees and our constituents, our clients and our contractors and our and our employees and our investors, I think we're really doing something uh, good for the world. We're enabling freedom and boundless opportunity for workers and companies alike. And that's what really gets me out of bed in the morning. So, you know, back to the advice, you know, find something that you're really good at. Find something that you like. Hopefully that's a big market and go do that thing. And to the extent that that thing makes a difference in the world, uh, even better. And so I, I would I would look for in this new world for something I love, something I was good at, and hopefully something that did something great for that uh, that brave new world. Wow. Well, Gary, your story, your journey, everything you're sharing with Fire Nation, I found truly inspiring. And let's end this on a high note by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and your company. And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so uh, for Odesk, we're at www.odesk.com, both web and mobile. And uh, for me personally, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I love to connect with entrepreneurs and be helpful any way I can. And I'm also at uh, Gary Swart on Twitter. And would love to hear from entrepreneurs out there. And I I truly get a charge out of, uh, you know, I've spoken to uh, many universities and, and groups. And I'm just... I usually learn more from entrepreneurs than they can learn from me because I'm just inspired by uh, by the um, just the quality and caliber of entrepreneurs today. So that's how to reach me. Awesome. And one parting piece of guidance. You know, I think it's back to what I just said. If you don't mind re- me repeating, I think it's really about uh, find something you're truly good at. Find something that you really like doing. And the intersection of those two things, you know, don't be afraid to actually take a risk and go make that happen. I think you'll uh, you'll be happier, and um, uh, you'll uh, you'll definitely be able to make more of an impact because you're passionate about that thing. I love when my guests repeat things because it means that a theme is developing, and that's an incredibly powerful theme. So, thank you for sharing that. And Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today, Gary's contact information, the resources, the books at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because he is hanging out in the archives or just enter Gary in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Gary, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Have a great day. Are you prepared for a journey down the fire path? Join us on this exciting experience as we share our most prized lessons learned in a weekly exclusive email series. Each email includes a deep dive into a single topic, all of which are integral to starting and growing a successful business. The fire path is where your passion and our guidance unite. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.